Hey, what's up? It's uh, it's Jay. Welcome back to the Pain of Fool episode, whatever. Uh, um, yeah, how have you been? All has been well on my end, and it's getting better as well. I wanted to give a special thanks to Jamila Odom, Odom Garnett, um, the newly elected mayor of Chislehurst, New Jersey, for sharing my the Paint It Full page and getting people to to like my page. You know, I shot up about 250 likes, all in a manner of, or about 100 and something likes, 150 something likes, all in a manner of a couple a couple days because she spread the word. Um, I did not expect that and I'm grateful for that. And thank you, uh, thank you again. My metrics have shot up as well and thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm grateful, I'm really grateful to, to see this and to know that, to know that you, you support me and others are supporting me as well and others continue to support me, I'm grateful. It has been a very interesting set of days and for me, further realizations, I don't think have fully, fully settled, but I'm still going to share anyway. One in particular, gentleness. I always thought for many, many years that I was gentle simply because I was just kind to those around me and polite and respectful. You know, people always said that to me, like, oh, you're so kind or you're so respectful or you're so this. And I, I always was, you know, was more emotional and on the softer side. And I just, you know, just was like, okay, that's me. This is me. However, over the course of years, I would say as recent as the year 2000, like 10 or 11, it was just to my awareness that I would see uh, deer, a lot of deer. Now, let me, before I say all this, let me just tell you that I do have a, a spiritual background of different things and I enjoy studying, you know, you know how a lot of us will have dreams, we'll get dream books and we want to interpret things that we see directly in front of us on our day-to-day -day life or in our dreams and, and things of that nature. We might see the same number over and over. Then we want to look it up, you know. I'm one of those kids. <laughs> and that's what I did. I would see deer, when I say like everywhere I looked, I would see commercials, I would see cartoons, I would see doe, and it was mainly doe that I saw. I would see that, you know, doe are the, are the female deer. I would see white-tailed uh, doe. I would see male stags, well, not male stags, stags are male, but I would see stags sporadically. Like I would see them uh, taxidermy. I saw maybe four or five in my, in this entire course of years that I've been more aware of me seeing them, but it's been more of a, it's been more of a uh, influx of the female deer. So, you know, of course, upon some time, I was just researching what this meant what this meant like what does this mean why do i keep seeing deer why am i dreaming of female deer why am i dreaming of this of this crews and families of deers so much and i just kept seeing the word gentleness you know it's it says to be you know seeing seeing a deer cross your path is is about being gentle with yourself and this and that and the other and i'm just like okay i'm already i know i'm that already so next what's your point 
<laughs> like, okay, that's not as that's not as deep as this is going to get. There has to be more, you know, because I'm kind, but I still had temper issues. You know, I still had, uh, you know, still was struggling with fears and anxieties and things of that nature. So at the time, I thought I just knew it all. I thought it was just I was just on top of it, you know. And years passed, it was about 2011, 12, you know, I, st I still kept seeing them. I mean, I would dream about them two or three times within seven days. Like I would dream about them often, often seeing female deer. Uh, I even had, then I had dreams of like male, like, you know, I saw, I had one dream about a male, uh, a stag. It had a bunch of gold and jewelry around its, around its horns. And I was riding in a town with my mother and it was the strangest, it was just the strangest kind of like symbol. I don't know, but it was like, that was like the most profound dream I've had with a stag. It was, it was kind of like, it looked extra opulent and it was like gold and all these precious stones and things. And they were just, they were around its neck and they were dangling from there, from the, from the uh, antlers. And I'm just like, what is all of this? So, you know, I told my mom, my mother about it and she was just, you know, talking about, you know, deer is about, again, gentleness and authority. And the stag was about, you know, authority and, and, the, and the doe is gentleness. And I'm like, okay, still like, this is not helping me. You know, I, I need some more, I need some more fantasy information. I need, I need some, something to feed my, my delusion. Give me something that's going to tell me something much more profound. Give me some more information. Time went on and still not satisfied with what I was being told directly in my face. I still wanted more information. And, you know, eventually some other things have, have taken place with me just trying to like figure myself out and whatnot. And then I encountered Chief Yuya who gave me a spiritual reading, I think back in 2013 or 14. And I asked him like towards the end of the reading, I keep seeing deer, what does this mean? You know, I was determined that I was gonna get such a deep answer because, you know, Chief Yuya is one of the right now, one of the, the smartest men that I know. So then he says, you know, the deers are, uh, it speaks to just gentleness. And I'm like, are you, in my mind, I'm like, are you serious? Like, this is it? That's it, that's it, okay. So there there it was, I left it alone. I still kept seeing dreams, still kept seeing the, the, the signs and the cartoons, random people's talking about, talking about them, just, just extremely random uh, and, you know, time went on and, and whatnot. I was still dealing with a lot of my fears. I was still in a very fearful state. I was still struggling with social anxiety. I was still, I was still had a very uneven temperament. I still was just, I had anger issues or just kind of like unresolved anger and unresolved, you know, just stuff that just, I never fully reconciled that I internalized and I held within. And it, it showed in my relationships, it showed in my decision-making, it showed how emotional my decisions were made, were being made. And uh, how even down to like things I ate, the things that I, my behaviors and habits, all of that. It wasn't until 2017 where a lot of these things began to really, really look me dead in the face. And then I began to sever relationships and ties based off of more that the more that I learned about myself and how um, more enlightened or more educated, more educated I became on our own, like how we tend to, with unresolved issues and how, how that tends to just creep out into our, our decision-making and, and how that tends to take the forefront of our lives, the dysfunction. And then it wasn't until 2018 where it became, it was becoming a lot more clear to me 
about the concept of gentleness. And then now 2019, and here I am, like, just a couple days ago, I was cleaning my room. Well, I was cleaning my house, but I was cleaning my, my bedroom at the time. You know, again, just kind of decluttering and just because I've been a little lazy over the past couple days and, and I haven't kept my, my, my bedroom more in, in particular up to par. So I didn't sleep that night. I got up around like just 5 a.m. and just started cleaning like a like a mad person. And I noticed then that my my thoughts were very like rapid fire. I was just kind of like really, really charged up and anxious because I was having this dialogue with myself like, yo, this is embarrassing. You're too old for this. When are you going to get it together? When are you going to shape it up? What if somebody comes over? What did it, you know, all those different thoughts. So my cleaning was the way I cleaned my house was reflective of my thoughts. They were all over the place. So instead of me cleaning one area of the house, I'm jumping from place to place to place, having really scattered progress in different areas and getting burnt out and tired before I saw some real, real progress. And only to know that at the end of the day, I'm just going to just, it's going to go back into the old space that it was because I was cleaning from a neurotic space and I was doing things very in a, in a neurotic state of mind. So I sat on the edge of my bed and I said to myself out loud, Justin, be gentle with yourself. I was just sitting there and my, my cat was across the room <laughs> and she was chilling and I said, be gentle with yourself. Upon me sitting there, I decided to just, you know, clear my brain and I sent myself on a trip. And in that trip, I envisioned being in the solar system, in the middle of the solar system. And I saw within my field division, it took up my entire field division. It was a, a huge, huge, huge mother. And in her arms was a crying newborn. Baby was crying and you can hear the, it echoing throughout the entire solar system. The whole time the mother's looking down at this, at this child with a smile on her face. Well, her eyes were closed, but her head was tilted down towards the child. And she had a slight smile on her, on her face. Inherently knowing how to soothe this child, what to do, uh, how to interact, what, what steps to take. And the baby stopped crying in the solar system. And I thought to myself, that baby is me and my thoughts. And I'm also the mother, the one who inherently knows the solutions and inherently knows how to discharge or soothe a lot of that, a lot of that chaos, a lot of that noise within my own mind. And then I went to another place. I was in the center of a brook and on each side of me was grass, left side grass, right side grass. And I was in the middle of this brook and I was allowing the current of the water, the stream to flow inside of my body from the top of my head, down through my head, through my neck, chest, stomach, hips, thighs, knees, shins, calves, ankles, feet, hip, heels, all of that, toes. I imagine myself uh, being in the current or receiving the, a flow or being in a flow state as and using that as a symbol of being 
just completely cool being open and flowing and just 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 well and cool cool headed that would be that's indicative of how being gentle with myself would feel or that's the state of being and at any point that i allowed myself to to make decisions or or think thoughts that were going against that process then certain debris and rocks would build up and 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 block that flow to a point where that if it was so blocked that the water pressure would burst and that's that 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 forced pressure would cause different types of, of acting out or just a, a um an, a rush of emotions or an erupt so I use those two images to kind of still myself and to remind myself and use a point of reference for myself whenever I decide and whenever I'm in an emotional state that is not working with me or a mental state that is not working with me that uh, I can make the proper steps to kind of dispel or discharge that or allow it to flow out of my, out of my system. Not seeking to reject it, not seeking to pretend it doesn't exist but actually being able to look it in the face, address it, and let it go. And I said, this is going to be the state of being a gentle with myself. Being gentle with myself or, or being gentle comes with, with a patience, it comes with a coolness. It's not too hot, it's not too cold, it's 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 right, it's right there. It's it's even tempered. It's it's just it's just it's just right. It's about 60 degrees, <laughs> you know? uh it's 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 very it's very slower and it's it's also the the concept of practicing um preventative measures it's knowing what works with you and what works against you and how to make the wisest decisions so that things that come in you go out you smoothly and they flow this does not suggest that you are being walked over or this does not suggest that you 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 take it um on the face in terms of uh, turning the other cheek. That's not what this thing is about, but it's about your own ability and capability to have a cool mind and receive information or being able to analyze or psychoanalyze yourself in very tense situations and dispel or discharge all, a lot of that. Um, being gentle with yourself is not a lifestyle. It's not something you go out and buy. It's not, it's not a book you read and just decide to just, just, just do it one day. It, it, for me, I'll say, it required, <laughs> I, I was ignoring the signs. And it wasn't until I began to become teachable that I began to see it for what it was. And then when I practiced it and understood what it meant, it has affected me in a, in a wide, wide range of ways. More so with my social anxiety. I don't really struggle with that any longer. I, I don't really struggle with, with public speaking I don't have those fears of, of communicating like that, like I used to. Uh, I'm not seeking validation. I'm not, I'm just not afraid of much like I used to be. And it's it's an ongoing process. I'm not gonna suggest that it's all it's all the way out. The fears are all the way gone. I'm, I'm never claiming perfection over here, but I am working on it. And it's a, it's a great state of mind to be in. You know how the average person who has like a nine to five job. They they get up maybe 40 minutes before they have to leave the house. 
they may shower, brush their teeth, wash up, may, maybe grab food on the way, or if they have a, a, a cafeteria downstairs in that, in that place, they'll wait till they get to work and they'll eat something there and just go straight to work, clock out, come home, carrying all that stress and all that, just that, that weight, coming home, trying to, trying to find a way to de-stress, maybe drinking some wine or something and then falling asleep and then doing the next thing. So how would being gentle with yourself in that case cause you to or allow you to be a lot less stressed? I look at being gentle with myself as trying something new once and seeing how that, how that affects your mind and body. So what I do when I have a shift for work, I get up at least two and a half hours or two hours early and I have been doing that. And what I do is I sit in my space I do things that I love to do. I might sketch something on my iPad. I might fool around with something. Uh, I'll sit in my, in my shrine space and I'll just chill. I'll just clear my head. I remind myself what my mission is on this earth as an artist. And that is, and I also set intentions for the day. I set purpose-filled intentions. I set purpose-filled decision and actions for myself for the day. And then that's it. So when the shift starts and when the shift's over, even when I have, I'm dealing with, with, like, with, with a stressful situation, then I'm not as exhausted when it's over. And I can go right back to what I was designed to do. I go right back to my mission and I'm good. Because I understand how my body adapts to that how my body doesn't I don't I don't like that stress I don't like to feel like I'm just jumping like straight into a stressful situation although I can if I can prevent it I know that being gentle with myself would be by being preventative being more proactive you know another it's again it's it's a matter of knowing you you you, you try to you try to do you try something new and see how it affects your mind and then you keep going you keep going up you keep going up and see how it affects you and you you indulge or you practice that continuously and you find yourself at a very low very very low stress levels um, being gentle with yourself is also knowing <laughs> it's again it's knowing when and when not to to do certain things it's not a matter of like being uh, too red too hot or too cold it's when you think about being like too hot and too cold, think about, um, or think about again, like you know, I'm using, I use the term fertile grounds. You can't plant a seed in ice. You can't plant a seed in fire. The earth has to be just right. It has to, it has to be free from fire, free from ice. It has to be just right, right in the center. It has to be nice and cool. You throw that seed in there, you cover it up and life springs forth it's very soft it's very pliable and it doesn't require a lot of work for that seed to burst life through it gentleness is that as well it's remaining teachable it is remaining uh it is remaining the, the, a student it is remaining just remaining fertile in your mind and being willing to grow because it has great benefits for you and with you, it benefits you. Yes, in terms of temperament, it is all about being calm. You know, it manifests, of course, it shows and it expresses itself in that way, obviously. 
you're a lot more calm, you're a lot more patient, you're a lot less to be emotionally reactive, you're, you're more apt to be more, way more responsive, like the mother and the child analogy. The mother knows what to do. She's not reacting to the child screaming and crying in the, in the solar system. She's more responsive. And I learned about response, response, um, response and reaction through, through um, uh, a, pod, or a podcast or a blog talk about um, through Chief Yuya. He dropped that on Enlightenment and Transformation. Check that out if you don't know. I, you know I'm always talking about him. But, you know, response, response is, is a lot. It's a more of an intelligent decision it's geared towards a solution it, it comes with a degree of intelligence and it comes with a degree of maturity whereas a reaction is more of like it comes from a need to protect something um and usually it's emotional usually it and it's and it's not necessarily the the the, the more beneficial emotion to have in cases so it is about being responsive so if you know that maybe eating a, a, I don't know, eating a Butterfinger before you have a lecture is going to cause your, your brain to start shooting all types of just, your, your brain's going to be really active and you're going to be jumping from the idea to idea to idea, then maybe the more responsive or responsible thing to do would be to consume something or just drink water or something along those lines that will not cause you to to be less gentle with yourself it shows it manifests and it shows in our actions it shows by the things that we eat it shows by the things that we say it shows by our by our movements our cadence it shows how gentle with ourselves that we are especially in in more antagonistic uh environments the more gentle you are with yourself, believe it or not, the less likely you're, you're to react towards any type of external uh, antagonism or, you know, being provoked or any of those type of things. You're just, you'll just be more of, a, of an observer and you won't, you know, you won't be in a, in a weird kind of just ready to fight and, and, and all this other kind of stuff. But just be careful that in the sense of you still being um, being more gentle and less reactive and less emotional and things like that, there are still boundaries that needs to be set. And you don't take everybody's shit either. <laughs> you know. I just wanted to pop on here and just share that. Uh, it's been it's been almost seven days. Of this of this practice and I tell you I always I share the benefits of I don't and I'm not going back to where I used to be because I understand how important this is for me I have since adopted this and it's a part of me to this to the point where for artists if you're a suffering creators block or artist block adopting this state of being will remove that block what it will remove are the emotions that come with the creative block maybe the sense of uh, the sense of unfulfillment or this kind of like frustration that comes with artist block when you are a lot more gentle with yourself you just accept it and you might just want to practice in the meantime you might want to not try to to send any messages 
uh, or any artistic messages or anything that you need to communicate, you might just sit in your space and just practice or send your attention elsewhere for the meantime. But I can almost guarantee you by just sitting here and, and sitting in a space and being able to be more, being able to kind of analyze, listen to your thoughts and have that reply, that response to any of the emotions that come up or that response to that, to the harm that you're, or the self-dialogue that you're having, to discharge it and, and to understand it a bit more and to address it within yourself it will remove the emotions and the harmful feelings that that it comes with that that artist block comes with if you've noticed i haven't posted the, my painting that i've been working on the king of swords for quite some time because i was one i was overwhelmed with with my regular work and then of course i'm attending i'm doing class work and i'm back in back in the school and i began to feel like i had to prove something versus genuinely enjoying the process and then i thought well well you know i'm just this is a block you're like i just i can't i don't want to do i don't have the emotional space to do it i don't want to do this anymore i felt and i was having this dialogue and i was just like no i don't like the way i feel right now and just recently just yesterday i was sitting in here and i mean i had this episode recorded a couple times because i was I just, I, I said so much and I'm like, I don't want to ramble and ramble, but I was sitting here and I was looking at my easel and I'm like, hey, I realized that adopting this and, and keeping this, this state of being, this works for me. And on top of that, like, I'm actually wanting to create again. Like I want to create my own work and, and I mean, I've been creating and doing children's illustrations and things like that, but in terms of Justin, my own work, I just wasn't wasn't doing anything like that. So I've since picked up the iPad again and I've been back on my, my animation work and shout out to Procreate, the great app behind my children's illustrations that has just recently added the functionality of animation. So I've been doing that and having a ball with it. And yeah, so I think that's it, you know. I think that's it. I think that's all I had to say. Oh, wait, no. My, um, the organization that I'm a part of, No Peaking Theater, you know, the blind sensory theater experience that um, that I've shared in a couple episodes. If you don't know, I'm a board member. I also are participated in the show. I've written my own works for the show. And uh, since then I've become secretary of the board and I still, you know, I still participate in the show itself as a sound designer and amongst other things. We are having a show in Philadelphia. So for those who are local, those who are somewhere within the tri-state area, please stop and see us. We have a show titled The V. Lucas Cycle on December the 20th through the 22nd at the Paper Mill in Philadelphia. Go to nopeakingtheater.org. There you will find the tickets. You will also find the synopsis of the show and if you haven't donated already, please donate. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, it's been a great lesson for me, somewhat of an experience and, and just working with the people and, and again, being more social and understanding how to build relationships and connections. This is all a great process and experience that I am, I used to be afraid of having 
I'm not so afraid any longer, you know, it's just, you know, it's again, having that dialogue and, and being able to converse with yourself when you have fears, you begin to question the likelihood of, of these, these said fears happening and then you dispel or discharge those, that emotion. And just like, you know, like phobias, how you, how you operate with phobias. Oh, I have a fear of, of flying an airplane because I think it's going to crash. Okay, well, Jay, how likely is that plane going to crash? I mean, in comparison to being in a car crash, car crashes happen way more than plane crashes do. Some, at some points, there has been a reported no plane crashes in the course of a year. But you have car accidents every day, every couple minutes, you know, those type of things. Kind of like more intelligent thoughts, more kind of reminders. So yeah, taking your, just take your like, your hot and your fast thoughts, your uh, anxiety-ridden self-critical thoughts of how unworthy you are, or maybe the possibilities of you embarrassing yourself or some other pleasant thought you may have, ways you can even seek revenge, etc. <laughs> um, yeah, cool them with introspection and a follow-up soothing, a conversation with yourself <laughs> and there you'll you know you'll have that knowing the knowing is, is pretty much is already there for the most part like you already know you know that this that this thing you fear is not likely to happen or if it does then what next uh or you know you just you just know better you'll know better and eventually you'll get sick and tired to the point where you're going to force that knowing over those thoughts and over those feelings and, and things of like of that nature so you're going to eventually just you're going to eventually get sick and tired of it so uh for my artists for all those and and out there in the world who, who tend to struggle a little bit with with progress and and other things and struggle a little bit with with doing the things that work with them you will get you get you will get sick and tired of it and that's a way that you can kind of get through it think about the analogy of of the child and the mother you know that that mother inherently being you knowing how to uh respond to a lot of your thoughts with that knowing of okay well this here is the solution and i'm going to apply this and this works i know it works and so i rest easy knowing that this is here's the truth you know and you know you're in the center of that brook and that flow is going through you. It's just there. You're listening. You're being attentive. You can even just think of the sound of the flow of water. Just flowing, being in that flow state. I know flow state is, is typically referred to sometimes in automatic writing or things of that nature, but by flow state, I'm referring to just allowing just, just allowing the, the life to just go through. Allowing the, just remember and remaining connected to your own truth of, it's not as, as bad as, as, as I make it seem. It's not as wild or it's not as challenging as I make it. If I just go with the flow, if I go with it, I'm good. And you'll notice that it feels a lot better to let those emotions go than holding on to them. If anything, you will feel, you can actually physically feel you holding on to things. It shows up in how you clench your jaw it shows up in how you, your feet or your, your toes might just remain really, really tense or your shoulders might be really tense. It shows, it does show. It shows that you have issues with letting certain things go. So just let it go, let it flow. And uh, don't allow that, that buildup of electricity <laughs> kind of like 
swirling and, and, and those whirlwinds, those kind of like swirling, those thunderstorms swirling in your mind and you not having a means to kind of like ground that or discharge it. Uh, just, just focus on what you already know and you'll, you'll get there. You'll be a lot better. I'm, I can tell you from that for now, it's, I mean, it's, it hasn't been overnight, even though like I've, I think I've gotten a lot of what gentleness, the state of being is, it didn't happen overnight for me. It took a lot of me being disrespectful and, and, and disobedient and arrogant, thinking that I knew what it was. And the more I saw it, the more I saw it, the more I saw it, I just thought this was just like a wait. I'm like, am I, am I being short circuited? Like what's going on? Why do I keep seeing this? And in turn, I recognize I'm a lot more uh, calmer and responsive in relationships and in places where I thought I knew a person or I was responding off of a defense or I'm sorry, reacting from a defense mechanism or reacting from just wanting to protect myself and not wanting to be, wanting to understand, not putting my ego down and cooling myself and tempering myself to, to be to be teachable. So that is all. Uh, see y'all next time or speak to you next time or what have you. And I'm out. It's been great. <laughs> Peace and hair grease.